Okay, so um, we are on Daf Vavamud Aleph. We ended off um, discussing that uh, certain shiurim. Uh, it says that the shiur of a of a sukkah, a minimum height of the sukkah, we said that it has to be ten tfachim ha is halochel Sinai. It needs to be a uh, it, it's tradition. It's known. Uh, from tradition, and uh, if it's known from tradition, then uh, you don't need necessarily a, a, a proof for it. And the Gemara said, "But hold on a second. We have a uh, we have a source that says all shiurim, uh, all measurements, and all chatzitzin, which are um, something that separates the skin from water in a mikveh." Um, and we'll see in all mechitzot and all the laws of mechitza of, of partitions, um, all those things, um, they are They sorry, they they are from the they they are from And then we said, but hold on a second, we've got a pasuk that says that shiurim uh, are from the Torah, and that famous pasuk. That we learn about the produce of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Chitau Sarav Gefen Uteina Verimon, Eretz Zeit Shemen Udvash. That pasuk we learn out all different shiurim, all different measurements from that pasuk, and the pasuk means it's from the Torah, and therefore it should be that we uh, that the psukim are from the Torah, and uh, then and the shiurim are from the Torah. So how can we say? Um, that uh, it's just a tradition, that it's halochal Sinai. Rather, we can actually extrapolate it from a verse in the Torah. And we said that the word chita is, uh, is coming to teach you that um, for, somebody to, for somebody to impurify their clothes or for them to purify themselves as they walk into a house that has been afflicted by tzarat, um, that it's the amount of time needed. So, so if they walk in immediately, they become Tameh, and the clothes that they carry become Tameh immediately. But if they wear those clothes, then they have to be inside that house for, um, for the amount of time it takes to eat Kedai Achilat Pras, a piece of, uh, of wheat bread uh, that is with uh, eaten with uh, some type of spread and leaning in over so you eat it in a focused quite quick way um, and that we learn out from the word in that pasuk of chita that it's wheat bread and not barley bread now we're going to go through the next six uh, words and learn out different shirim from each of those six words so it says like this sora uh, ba- uh, barley uh, simple understanding of the pasuk is that barley is uh, praised for, um, sorry, that Israel is praised for its barley, but the Torah here is learning out something specific about the word Sora. Sora, Ditnan, as the Pasuk says, etzem kasoira, a bone that is as big as a, as a barley kernel, metame bemago vamasa, it impurifies. If one touches a, a bone, a bone of a corpse, or carries a bone of a corpse. So if you contact it, or you carry it. 
Um, but it doesn't impurify if you're sharing a tent with that small piece of a bone of a corpse. So the word, the oil is that you share a roof with it. So you're inside a room and uh, the room, the tumor of that bone goes throughout the room and, and such a small little piece of bone that doesn't make the whole room tame. But if you carry it or you touch it, it does. Um, that's what uh, the word Sa'ora is hinting to in the Pasuk. Uh, Gefen, which is barns, Kedai Ravit Yain Nazir. Um, it comes to teach you that a Nazir, a Nazir is a person who forbade upon himself to drink wine, cut his hair, be in contact with the dead. But how much is a, how much is a p- forbidden for a Nazir? What, what constitutes a real Isur for the Nazir to drink, and the word Gefen says it's a revit of wine. Now, why specifically a revit of wine? Because uh, the volume of wine. So, say you put the word Gefen means um, it's it's not you you don't work out the displacement of a revit, which is about ninety mils. You don't work out the displacement when it comes to wine using water, like how much. Uh, will displace 90 mils of water rather you have to displace 90 mils of wine what's the difference wine is thicker and it goes above the lip of the of the cup so it actually will it will take more to displace 90 mils of wine so that's how you work out the 90 mils just under 90 mils of a revit that's forbidden for a nazir the word gefen um, uh, ta'ina, fig, kagrorit lotzat shabbat. The ta'ina is a fig and it's, it's forbidden to take out the amount of food uh, of a dried fig. That's considered uh, um, significant enough to be, uh, some, to be carrying something. And that word is telling you that a dried fig is forbidden to carry into the public domain over, over Shabbos. Remorn the word pomegranate, it's none as we learned in another Mishnah. Kol clay bale batim. In all the in the cases of a homeowner's utensil, shiurim karimonim. The amount of, of a hole that would constitute that that vessel has been punctured and is destroyed and therefore becomes uh, pure again. That amount is shiurim karimon. Karimon. It's the amount of a pomegranate. So let me explain this. So say you've got a clay vessel. Uh, a clay receptacle. Now, when it comes to uh, purifying something clay, you can't dip it in a mikveh. You actually have to destroy it. But if the vessel is got, has got such a, a big hole in it that a, a rimon, which is quite a big fruit, would fall through the bottom, that is something that no homeowner would use um, and therefore they would... Uh, they would, uh, they would chuck. They would basically chuck it out or destroy it, and that's when it, what's considered a non-usable vessel to become pure again. Um, uh, Eretz Zeichemen. Uh, that pasuk of Eretz Zeichemen, a land of uh, of uh, olive oil. There it says Eretz Shekor Shurim Shurer Kazaitim, a land where all its uh, measurements are kazaitim, on olives worth. Now that is the most common amount, the most common shiur is a zayt, is a zayt an olive. Um, but the Gemara says, but hold on a second, how can you say all the amounts 
Zayit on olive. We just said uh, uh, there's an amount for Rimon, there's a amount for uh, Sorah, there's a amount for all different things. So you can't say it's all uh, Zayit. So the Gemara says, Do you really think it means all uh, Shurim? We just mentioned a whole bunch that aren't uh, Zayit and they're other things. So the Gemara says, El Aimak Sharoiv Shureha Kazaitim. What it rather means is it's a land where most of the Shurim, the measurements, are uh Kazaitim. Not all, but most. So that's what the word Zayit comes to teach you. Now, for example, let me just give you a few examples of uh, of an olive size amount, which is a is a is a halachic halachically significant amount. So, for example, an olive-sized piece of flesh from a human corpse, that impures, uh, impu imparts tumor um, to something through uh, being under the same roof. Okay, so unlike the bone, which is a, a barley amount, which won't uh, cause tumor in a room, a kazite of flesh will. Another example is a person who contracts tumor by touching an olive-sized piece of animal carcass. Um, punishment for eating forbidden foods, such as chaylev or blood, is a kazait. Um, and uh, a lot of things, like for chomet, for example, I think is a kazait, etc., etc. Um, to be obligated to bench, you need a kazait um, uh, rabbinically. Okay, so it's a very common measurement. That's the word Zayit comes to teach you. Devash, which is a date, but it's specifically meet, meaning uh, a, a date honey. That's what's famous, not the actual dates, but the honey you got from dates, the word Zayit. That's the size of a large date. That's the minimum amount that one is liable punishment for eating on uh, Yom Kippur. So we would normally think of it as a kazite, an olive's amount is forbidden. Any amount is forbidden, but one would only be punished for eating a, um, a date amount, a, a, da a large date amount. Now what's the difference? Because on, on Yom Kippur, which we celebrate in a couple of few days, um, there the aspect is inoy, is affliction. So how do you remove that sense of hunger that is afflicting you? It's not enough to just eat a zayat, like an olive's amount. That won't remove the affliction. Rather, you need to eat a little bit more, which is a date amount, according to the rabbis. Okay, now, what we just said was, we learnt out from, sev from these seven words in the psukim, we learnt that the source for all these different shurim, all these different halachic amounts and sizes, is from the Torah. And you just said... It's halochalamoshi mesina, it's learnt out from tradition. So it says, Alma Doraitaninu. We see from uh, Rabbi Hanin's exposition of this Pasuk that it's all from the Torah and not not halochalamoshi uh, mesina. So Gemara says, Fatisbara, do, really do you really maintain this opinion? Shurim mikativi. Are the Shurim, are the measures mentioned explicitly in the Torah? No, they're not. We are just using. Uh, what we understand as traditionally brought down from Ansana and finding hints in the Torah. But it's not explicit in the Torah. So you can't call it, you can't say that these are Torah sources. Rather, the Gemara says, Ela ninu. 
Rather, they are halachas that are learned out from Moshe, and the Pasuk is just being used as a support. But you can't say the actual source is from the Torah. Okay, now, Rav said um, that there were three things that were learned out halacha Moshe We've, we've said that Shurim are still even though we brought a Pasuk that Rav Hanin extrapolated. Um, now we're going to continue and we're going to ask on Rav and it says, Aren't the laws of Chatzitza, which are laws that cause an interposition, a break, an obstacle between the skin and the water from the mikvah, isn't that Doraita? How do we know it's Doraita? Because there's a Pasuk, Tichtiv, as the Pasuk says, Verachatitz Basura Bamaim. You should wash your flesh in water. It sounds very clear there. The flesh, your skin, needs to be directly in contact with the water. That there shouldn't be something that is separating between you and between the water. And that's a Torah source. So the Gemara says, no. True, that is a Torah source and it's not learned out as but we're referring to something else. What is the oral law coming to tell us that it's halacha l'moshim esinai? It's l'saro. It's regarding hair. It's to tell you that a person's hair um, also has to be completely immersed in water to be considered a kosher mikvah. Kedarava barachana, daamarava barachana, nima achat kashura chotzetet. A single knotted hair is, is causes an interposition. Meaning, if you have a hair and there's, it's knotted. It's got a, a knot. It's so tightly um, pulled and close to each other that the water, the, the, the hair that is underneath the knot will not get touched by the water. And that is a halokha l'moshu that makes it not a kosher mikvah. Um, this is where, by the way, you, most of your hair has got knots in it. But if we'll see one of your hairs or a minority of your hair has a knot in it, that on a Torah level is not a chatzitza. Rabbinically, it's a chatzitza, but not on a Torah level. But if you've got three hairs that are knotted, since three hairs will be thick and they will allow a little bit of space inside that knot, that it's not a chatzitza. But two hairs that are tied together in a tight knot, I don't know if it is a chatzitza or not. So we see from here um, that uh, hair is, uh, is learned out from tradition and um, that it can't have a chatzitza. The Gemara says, Saro nami No, hair is also a Torah, learned out from the Torah, that it's a, it's a, it's a chatzitza. Tichtif, as the Pasuk says, That you have to wash et basaro, your flesh, his flesh, his skin in water. The word et et, the word et, even though it doesn't have a real meaning, we learn out in the Torah that et comes to include something that the next word you might have thought excludes. So, basaro is skin, or your body, but the word et comes to include, in the Torah law of chatzitza, something that is secondary to your flesh. What is that? saro, it's your hair. What is secondary? What is an attachment to your flesh? It's your hair. So we see from a source that hair is also considered a Torah source that, it that it's got the law of Chatzitza. So the Gemara says, you're right, it, it, it covers hair, it covers skin, but this is not what is brought down. <laughs>
when the, when Rav says that it's from the oral law, from the Alokal Moshimit Sinai, he's talking about Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak, for this is what Rabbi Yitzchak says. This is what the tradition brought down from Ansana is talking about. And then we're going on to the next Amud, uh, Vav Amud Bet. And this is what it says. Um, um, what did Rabbi Yitzchak say? Davar Torah, Rubo o Makbid Alav. Um, that uh, it's the, the, uh, from the Torah, um, if most of your body, or you, sorry, most of your hair is covered by something, uh, that you would normally not keep on your skin, meaning you are careful about it, you would wash it off. So if most of your body is covered, or most of your hair is covered by something that you would consider it meaning it's dirty, and you'd want it to get off, and most of your hair is covered in that, chotzetz. Then from the Torah, that is causes a chatzitza. Um, and that is what was brought down, we know hair, we know skin, but we don't know what constitutes a chatzitza, and that is what the oral law is coming to teach you, that it has to be something that is, it covers most of your body or your hair, and it, it's something that you don't want there. But if you're not careful on it, meaning you don't mind it there, it doesn't, um, uh, it doesn't ever cause a chatzitza on the Torah level. But but, um, but the rabbis came. The rabbis made a decree on anything, even if you don't mind it there, but it covers most of your body or your hair. Mishum ruboi makbid. They made a decree that that's a problem because of in case it, you might get confused and allow that and then land up allowing something that is something you're careful about and covers most of your body or your hair. Or the rabbis were decreed on something that is uh, covering a minority of your body or your hair, but you are careful about it, meaning you've got some wax or tar or something gross that you would normally remove from your skin but it's only covering your minority of a body so midorite it's fine but midorabonum from the rabbis they said it's a problem because mishum uh, because of the torah prohibition that it might cover most of your body uh, and you careful about it so that's what is learned out from the oral tradition the gomorrah continues but let us also decree on a small thing that you're not careful about something famously, for example, women when they go to mikvah and they want to leave their nails, uh, their nails painted with some type of treatment on their nails, and they not they want it there, and it only covers a small part of their body. So the rabbis say, may, the Gemara says, maybe you should decree that if you allow something that you don't mind there covering a little bit of your body, maybe you'll be um, confused and let us decree mishumi utoyamakbed. Because maybe it will just be at uh, your next time allow something that covers a little bit of your body that you're careful about. Inami mishum anomakbit. Or let us decree that a little bit should be a problem, even if you're not, even if you don't mind it being there. Because what if a majority of your body is covered with something you're not careful about? So let us decree. Let us decree further. So the Gemara replies, he gufa gazira. No, each of these two laws that you reference. Are itself a decree. It's a, it's a decree on a decree. 
And should we go and decree on another decree? Um, and that we don't do. Um, uh, so basically, the, the Doraita level is something that you're careful about and it covers most of your body. So say you, you, know, you fall into uh, tar and it's covering most of your body. Now obviously you want that to be washed off and you don't want to keep it there. So that would be a problematic from the a Torah perspective of a chatzitza. But what if you got a little bit of tar on your arm? You don't, you, don't want, you don't want it there, but it's only covering a little bit of your body. Or you've got uh, something like a chocolate on your hands. So you don't mind it there, but it's covering uh, a lot of your body. I don't know. It's covering most of your body. You fall into some uh, oil. So you don't mind the oil there because the oil is moisturizing your skin. But it's covering most of your body. So rabbinically, in both those cases, the rabbis decreed it's a chatzitza. But the third level, where it's something you don't mind, um, and it's something that, uh, um, that you covers a little bit of your body, that the rabbis didn't decree, because uh, that would be a gezerah l'gezerah, already a three, uh, like a three-level gezerah, and that we don't do. We'll continue, please God, um, before Yom Kippur. Um, it will complete the valve.